Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Monday, September 28th, 2020. I am Dave Biddle. I am very happy to be joined by the Dean of Ohio State Football Recruiting, Bill Kerlick. Bill, the Reds and the Indians are both in the playoffs. The Browns won yesterday. The Bengals did not lose. Happy Monday to you, sir. I'm not sure that uh, I could believe all those things together happened in one day. And I thought you were going to start talking about recruiting. And and I was going to say, you know, I, I thought uh, the whole purpose of the show this morning was to talk about the Reds and the Indians. But you beat me to it. Uh, we, we've got playoff baseball Tuesday. And, and just think of all those baseball experts that said there was no chance this season was going to make it to the completion. And here we are. That's right. Yeah. Um, Indians, their playoff game, their first playoff game is tomorrow. And like you said, and then the Reds follow suit on Wednesday. So there's there's three games. It's just a three-game series. Indians will go Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Reds will go Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Let's hope both Ohio teams move on. All right. We're, we are going to get into a lot of recruiting, having the dean of Ohio State football recruiting here. Let's start with 2021 recruiting, Bill. Um, we're less than three months away from the early signing period. It's kind of creeping up on us. Just for a quick update for the listeners out there, Ohio State has the number two class in the country right now. They have 19 commitments. Average star ranking, average player ranking, I should say, is 94.6, which is the best in the country. Alabama has the number one class. They have a couple extra commits compared to the Buckeyes. Bama has 21 commitments, an average player ranking of 93.9. So let's start with the Buckeyes' top targets on offense. Where do things stand with some of the Buckeyes' top targets on offense in the 2021 class, Bill? Well, you got to start with uh, the two kids from Washington, of course, Emeka Egbuka and JT Tumio Tumi Omalau. And, you know, the, those guys are, are, you know, just total priorities for Ohio State because you look at where the class is right now and, and they want one more game changing type guy, wide receiver. And that is a Mecca, you know, that, that's the guy. And, you know, I think it still looks good for him. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if, if he um, makes his decision before the early signing period, I could see him doing something by December. You know, I'm not saying for sure he will, but I could see that happening. I know that uh, he's talked about uh, um, waiting out and, and going through the process and all, but um I, I still think there's a chance he will decide earlier, and I still like a high state's chances. I don't think it's a done deal, but I still like a high state's chances. With uh, JT, I think that one's going to continue on. I, I don't see that happening before the early signing period. Um, I, 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 again, like a high state's chances still. I've crystal walled both he and Emeka to Ohio State, but with JT, I still think it's going to be tougher. I, I think that uh, uh, he's got a lot of people working on him in different angles, and he's got California Cal- Cal- in Southern California, and and Oregon's making a strong push for him. So I think that's one's going to be tougher, of course, Washington. Um, but right now, I, I give the edge to Ohio State, but just barely. Now, I did ask you for players on the offensive side of the ball, but we're going to let you cheat and throw JTT in there. But what about uh, some other guys on the offensive side of the ball, maybe some O-linemen, anybody else uh, from the 2021 class that uh, you're keeping a close eye on? Okay, sorry. So I, I, you slipped that offensive word by me. <laughs> it's early on a Monday. It's all good. It is. It is. Uh, but as far as the, the uh, other players on the offensive side of the ball, that's you know mostly the guys to concentrate on would be 
the offensive lineman. And Ohio State definitely would like to land one more offensive lineman. They originally had four offensive linemen slotted for this class. I would not be surprised at all now if it was three. And if you look at with a high state playing this season, um, you know, Thayer Mumford uh, is expected uh, to go out and show that he is a high NFL draft choice, at least a second rounder, if not a first and, and move on to the NFL after this season. And then, then nobody expects Wyatt Davis to, to be back after this season. Of course, he almost uh, was not back this season. Uh, and then you got Josh Meyer, you know, who, you know, who knows for sure what's going to happen there. I know that he has talked about coming back, but, you know, we'll see uh, in Gavin Cup. So the, there were slots for four offensive linemen. They have two right now. I think that realistically, if they get one really good one that they like, you, you take that and, and go with it. And the two that we're looking at right now are Tristan Lee. And then, of course, Zen, um, uh, Tristan Lee. And then Zen from uh, uh, the state of Indiana. Yeah, Lee, I, I just don't think is going to happen. I'm not ruling it out, but I, I do will be surprised if it happens for Ohio State. Zim Machowski from Floyd Knobs, Floyd Central, Indiana. That one, I think, very well could happen. I would not be surprised at all if he flipped from Louisville to Ohio State. He likes Ohio State a lot. Ohio State likes him a lot. They were impressed with him when, when he played uh, earlier this season against Cincinnati Elder. And, I, and right now, I think Zen Vilchowski would be the guy to keep an eye on and the most likely guy. Uh, they've also wanted to get a tight end in this class uh, to go with Sam Hart. But right now, I think Sam Hart will likely be the guy at tight end for the Buckeyes for 2021. And then, Bill, other than JTT, who are some of the top guys on defense that the Buckeyes are still in on for this 2021 class? Well, there's a number of them, but the guys that I would, you know, concentrate on right now um, to finish things off um, would be a safety that I, I just love, Derek Davis Jr. from Pennsylvania. And I think that one's trending a little bit lately to Penn State. You know, I, I had been saying for quite some time, if I had to make a pick, I would go with Ohio State over Penn State. But right now I'm Kind of switched that a little bit. I don't think it's a done deal. Would not be all shocked if he ended up at Ohio State. Uh, but uh, if I had to pick right now, I would probably go with Penn State for Derek. Uh, but again, I think Ohio State definitely has a has a shot there. And you know, I, I would never go against uh, and say Kerry Combs can't get something done um, when it comes to recruiting defensive backs. So um, uh, he, he he would be one. And then the other one. Uh, that I would really focus on right now is Tywone Malone. Uh, that one to me is still very much up in the air. Um, I can see him going a lot of different directions. And, and one of those directions I could see him going is Ohio State. He is not going to announce for a little while. Um, he said he's going to announce at the Under Armour game. So I expect that to him to stick with that. And that happens. And, and we'll see what happens. Now, I won't throw you a curveball when it comes to 2022 recruiting. We'll move on to 2022. No offense, no defense, whatever you want to say. Um, I won't break it down by offense or defense. Just from a global perspective, just overall, anything that the listeners need to know right now about Ohio State's 2022 recruiting efforts? Well, they're, obviously, they're going great. I mean, they, you know, you look at the class right now, and it's just like the uh, uh, 2021 class. It's the number two class in the country in the 247 sports uh, composite recruiting rankings, and it's a close number two, uh, whereas number one for 2021 is Alabama, just 
barely ahead of Ohio State. Um, for the 2022 class, Ohio State is trailing uh, LSU, but it's close. And Ohio State, you know, uh, is off to a great start with their commitments, particularly at linebacker. And that's important because I always felt that, you know, if you – really look at the success of recruiting. You can't go just by who a class has in it, but by filling needs. And the highest state is going to have a big need at linebacker. They're going to lose some guys. And in the, this class, the 2021 class, they've only got one linebacker. So 2022 linebacker recruiting is going to be huge. And Al Washington has a highest state off to a spectacular start. He's got three of the top outside linebacker perimeter type linebacker prospects in the country and Gabe Powers, who I saw again on Friday night and tremendous player, Dayson uh, McCullough, tremendous player also, and C.J. Hicks, who I've seen in person uh, play this season, and he is outstanding as well. So, um, you know, they, they are starting off in a good position. Offensive line recruiting will be very important for that class as well, and they've got Tegra Shabola, who I like a lot. I think they're going to get Blake Miller, which would give them the top two, in my opinion, uh, lineman in Ohio, uh, offensive lineman in Ohio for 2022. So, um, yeah, things look very good there. I think uh, something to keep an eye on will be what happens at quarterback. It's not going to be easy to land a great quarterback in 2022 because they stack quarterbacks on top of quarterbacks. It's, you know, kind of like a quarterback factory right now with uh, uh, C.J. Stroud and Jack Miller being uh, true freshmen and then Kyle McCord coming uh, behind them. Uh but, you know, High State is definitely going to try to get a great quarterback, and that won't be easy, but it's doable. And Malik Murphy right now would be the guy at the top of the list uh, with Quinn Ewers having committed to Texas. Let's finish the show with a non-recruiting topic. Bill, I guess the Buckeyes are not as good as we thought. The AP poll came out yesterday, and the Buckeyes are sixth. Um, they were second when it first came out, and then they dropped out of it because it didn't look like there was going to be a Big Ten season. Now voters were eligible to once again vote for Ohio State, and they're sixth. And behind Notre Dame, who struggled with Duke um, a few weeks ago, Notre Dame is fifth. I don't make anything of this. Basically, you had some writers who didn't include Ohio State because Ohio State has not played yet. I'm sure as soon as Ohio State plays, they all move right up to number two, maybe number three at the worst um, behind Alabama. But I did get a chuckle out of that yesterday when I saw that release. I'm like, really? Ohio State? They go from second to out of the poll to now they're back in their sixth. So that's my little joke. I guess the Buckeyes are not as good as we think they're going to be, Bill. Well, yeah. In the end, kind of like you referred to, I don't think it's going to make any difference. But like you, Dave, I was scratching my head when I saw that. You know, how, how can Ohio State be number six in the country? Um, you know, based on everything we know, it, it just didn't make sense to me. And I, I still don't make sense to me. Um, uh, you know, they're, they're uh, in my opinion, they should be number one or number two, which, which they were, uh, as you mentioned, in, in the preseason. But again, I don't think it's going to make any difference. I think uh, Ohio State, you know, I, I think they're going to run the table. I think they're going to go into the college football playoff. And I think uh, we'll see what happens after that. But I, you know, if, if I was a uh, betting man and I had to put money on who's going to win it all this year, I would put my money on the Buckeyes. And, you know, I, you know, I know I cover high state recruiting, but I don't say that lightly. I don't say that every year, but this year I would. It feels like a three horse race to me, Clemson, Ohio state and Alabama, you know, especially with Oklahoma already, 
bleeping the bed. I, I just I, those are the three elite teams in my opinion. We'll see if Alabama's elite. I think they will be. Ohio State's going to be elite. Clemson's going to be elite. And I'm with you. I think Ohio State's going to run the table. They're going to be big favorites in all nine of those games. Even at Penn State with no fans, I think Ohio State's going to be close to a 10-point favorite in that game, um, maybe eight and a half, something like that at the worst. And that's going to be you know the closest point spread. So I really feel like the Buckeyes are going to go 9-0, and and they will be in the college football playoff. Go ahead, Bill. Yeah, and, I, and I agree with you, Dave, about that Penn State game. That was the, the – if you would have asked me a year ago um, – you know, that would have been the worry. I would have thought that was going to be one of the big, you know, whiteout games uh, for Penn State. And, and nobody does a whiteout better than Penn State. And that was going to be a tough one. But I think it, it's a big uh, game changer that there can't be fans in the stands and a game changer in favor. I still think Ohio State has the better team, but I think that. Uh, would have tended to uh, level the playing field a little bit, being the, one of their whiteout games, and now that's not going to be on the table. Great stuff, as always, from the Dean of Ohio State Football Recruiting, Bill Curley. Thank you very much, Bill, and thank you very much to all the listeners for tuning in. If you like the show, leave us a five-star review or subscribe. It really helps. Thanks again. Have a great day, Bucknutters. <laughs>